Hello? What's up? What's up? Hey, Carl, what's up? Okay, welcome to Group Chat, presented by Run Through Wall Smelling Salts and, of course, Pub Beer. Now, this episode of Group Chat is the 32 Bone Crusher edition. We're going to be talking about their latest project, Bone Crusher, Many other snowboard topics. Uh, Viz just turned pro. We got a call with Scott Stevens later. Maybe a call with JP. I don't know if we'll have enough time. But uh, yeah, let's just get right into it. Uh, In studio today, to my right, we got Austin Viz, new pro. What's happening, Viz? Yo, yo, stoked to be here. Hands are sweating. Mom's spaghetti, palms are sweaty. We got Phil Hansen next to him. What's happening, (coughs) Phil? Yeah, life's good. Got the keys to the limo. Life's good. Nice. How's yeah. driving the limo? How's the turning radius? Dude, it was good. We, <laughs> it was a struggle to park it, but we were listening to Gangster's Paradise on the way over here. It was life's good. Yeah, that works. Life is good. And then to my left, we got Pat Fava. What's happening, Pat? Ciao. Ciao, ciao. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Is that is that Italian for hello? I believe so. It yeah. is. It is. Yeah. Okay. Tony, how we doing? Doing good. First time in Salt Lake. Hearing that intro made me, I don't know, feel fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> Homie's yeah. bricked up over here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, of course, we got Silk running production back there. The man, the myth, the legend, Silk. How we doing? Doing good. What's happening, fam? <laughs> Yo, fam. <laughs> All right. For this one, I think we hit the ground running with a question early here. And this comes from WS Lochness. Who smells the worst in the team van? Who we got? <coughs> Should we um, maybe on count three, three. down? One, two, two three. three. Phil, Phil, Phil. Phil. Phil, but I make no comment to rebuttal that. That's for <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't really stink. I just have bad farts. That's kind of all. And I'm farting a lot. Mm. How many? Should we pull out the clip of the uh, the gold bond spray? <laughs> Cue the gold bond. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about Bone Crusher. Phil, your first clip uh, in your part, you uh, board slide a double slide, I don't know, irrigation pipe or something. I don't know what the hell that thing is. And you go into a giant river. Can you tell us the story behind that? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a boat launch. It's in Spokane. So it's like for people that bring like kayaks or canoes or boats, they bring it down and they dump them in the river there and then they take set sail off downstream. And I mean, we were just kind of like, messing around early one morning we were leaving later that day and just i had this like little zone that i wanted to scope google maps and like viz was kind of like out of spots to go to so we were just like not really expecting to do anything i think i rolled up there in the slippers and found it and i was just like oh my god it's it's going down like this is this is all i've ever wanted to do my whole life (laughs) is hit a slide (laughs) into some water and yeah we built it and then hit it once and it's like kind of gnarly because there's rocks on either side so like if you don't make it down the thing you're probably hitting a bunch of rocks and you're still gonna go in the water and you're gonna be bummed but yeah did it once didn't make it all the way down went into the water (laughs) spent probably like i will get out and i'm like 300 pounds with all the water soaked in the gear and in my boots like stomping through puddles and everything i'm like i gotta I got to get all this out. So I'm up there wringing out my clothes and like dumping the boots out for probably like 30 minutes, 45 minutes, whatever. And then finally get to try it again. And then I did it. I went to fakie. I didn't want to go to fakie. I just wanted to go to regular, but I was like, I'm not fucking doing it again. Like no way. Word on the streets. That was your only shower of the trip. (laughs) (laughs) 
It actually was because the trip was two days long, and I shower about every four days. Was it a bit of a was it a bit of a cold plunge type of situation? Or no, it was pretty warm. I think the water is like forty some degrees. Like it wasn't that bad. Dude, you, I just thought I'm like this guy's a maniac. Like the fact that you had to go up and do it again is absolutely hilarious. Yeah, I mean it feels good. Like cold water is good. I like yeah. cold water. Phil's kind of the king of cold water plunges. Yeah. I mean, dude, a couple days before that, we were up in Baldface Nelson up there in Canada doing an avalanche course. A little bit, of, a little bit of a name drop, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we were up there with uh, a name drop again. One, uh, maybe you've heard of him, Torstein Horgmo. Oh, he yeah. convinced everyone in our group to go jump in the lake in Nelson. So. Late one night, like everyone's running out of there, out of the hot tub and down. And like, I think there was a couple people that spent like four or five minutes in that water. Most people just went in and like jumped right back out. And like, it was it was nice doing that with him. It was a nice, awesome time. Amazing. Well, uh, should we all hit a smelling salt to get things going? Yeah, I think that's a genius idea. Yeah. Who wants to start? Pat, start us off here. Oh shit! Oh, right into the mic. (laughs) Oh baby. Ooh. Oh. oh yeah. <laughs> oh fuck. That's oh. terrible. Oh. That's a good batch. Oh baby. Oh. Ow. That's a good batch. Oh my See, god. Still nice going. That was worse than the one we did earlier. I'm crying oh, over here. It's still going. If you're oh, okay. oh, that's a nice batch Ooh. right there. Those came from well, the brick, huh? Wow. Oh. Yeah, that came from the brick. Oh, the available brick. at bombhole.com. My nose, Renny. All right, Ooh. that'll wake you up. All yeah. right, let's talk. Let's talk bone crusher here. Um, this is actually a good another subject. Uh, throw someone in the hot seat for doing the least amount of shoveling. LMAO from Tom Langlin. Let's get some. Let's get some beef going. Who's shoveled the <laughs> least on the crew? Fuck. <laughs> I mean, we were only know. on one trip with Tony. Yeah. But I know he's so a I beast. So I mean, beef. per hour, I don't know. Mm. I think everyone put in. Yeah, we, we would also we built. You know, we didn't use any speed machines, but we we didn't have a dropping ramp. But that also mean meant that uh, we just built seven foot tall mounds. So kind of everybody, everybody on the crew is a unit. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite was the middle of a cul-de-sac. Actually, <laughs> a dropping ramp that we built out of snow is like fucking seven feet high. It's like so skinny on the top, and cars are driving. It's around just a us castle. The they were looping <laughs> around. Yeah, that was, so, it. Yeah, that was so sick. Where was this at? That was Minnesota, Blue Kink. Mm, Blue Kink. Yeah. How many trips did you guys go on for Bone Crusher? Three. Three. Trips. Spokane, Minnesota, Finland. 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 We were moving some snow in Finland, like at the office. Yeah. Like everyone needed to move some snow. It was like one spot a day with how little snow was there. And we moved that one piece of snow everywhere to make the spots happen. Yeah. yeah, One drop in right Yeah, just moving that around. (laughs) That's so good. Uh, I think this is another good question. This is from uh, Cece Nelson. Coming off the summer, into a new season, how much does skateboarding influence your riding? Now, just for reference, uh, Phil, Viz, and Pat are absolute animals on the skateboard. I'd love to hear you guys elaborate. Tony, maybe you could take this one, actually. Yeah, I don't skate that much. I can do some slappies and that kind of stuff, but my main uh, exercise is golfing. And some days I might put some extra weight in my golf bag, <laughs> Dude. you know? And I don't tell, and not like now people know, so that's been my go to yeah, exercise. Have you guys like couple t- extra kilos? Tony was telling me that he pushes a cart when he goes golfing 
and for an extra workout, he takes dumbbells. Do I need kilos? And puts them in his golf bag for extra weight. And then a friend of mine, like I never told this story to anyone before you, you know? And then one day we were like going back to our cars. Then I've been always carrying my bag and throwing that into my car. Then my home is like, hey, let me take your bag. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? How many balls do you have in this? And I'm like, no, it's just fucking those plates. <laughs> Ten kilo plates. That's oh one way to do it. God. So you can push the golf bag with weights. <laughs> what about you guys? Push yourself. I mean, <laughs> this this golf's his dad. Isn't your dad uh, the club pro in yeah. Spokane or something? My dad was a club pro when I was growing up in golf. Yeah. So. Does that help your snowboarding? I'd like to say golf helps the mental aspect of snowboarding. I like to cruise around and walk the course, you know. Golf teaches you patience. I really think because in golfing, like it like whenever you like swing the club, you know, and hit the ball, that could be the best shot of the day, and it's the same thing when you're hitting a rail. You know, if I don't know how many try like how like what's your score, but let's say like you do five, 55 Oh fuck, I don't know what I'm saying. But anyways, you know, like if you do 50 tries at the spot, even the first one can be the best one, you know? Yeah. And in golfing it's the same, that every, like, every shot counts. Yeah. It's all technique, you know? Like the golf swing is like, if you do the technique right, and mm. you, but you don't put the force behind it, it's probably gonna go hard. And that's my problem, mm. because I'm all like brute force, and I'm always trying to smack it, it goes veer <laughs> right, and just like <laughs> brute force. But then it just, yeah, it always like the technique, and. It's same with like a, a clip or snowboarding or whatever. Yeah. It's like if you come in, you're cruising mm -hmm. in and like hit mm -hmm. natty speed line, whatever. Yeah. Like get the feeling. Yeah, you get the feeling of so it you, and flowing and everything, and not just you could skate. Say uh, skating does not influence our snowboarding. It's no, just it's golf. all about the golf. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're skating kind of just, just honestly hurts. We're just a bunch of washed up skateboarders at this point. Well, the thing I think is cool too is it's the same mentality when you're filming a trick. If you're trying to ledge trick, it's the same as going to a down rail and trying to. Uh, cab two. Yeah, you're kind of in that same mindset. Muscles are different, but it's sim It's got to be good for something. And uh, then I think it's also funny <clears throat> when you're golfing. You are scared of hitting the ball into the lake, but at the same time you might be like during the winter be scared to drop like three floors down. <laughs> or you, <laughs> then or you're you, like, yeah. I'm more scared when I'm hitting that one euro pro v one whatever over the lake <laughs> than dropping down the, from the, the road. Physical <laughs> physical repercussions aren't so, as heavy though. That's yeah. the crazy part. Uh, or you're Phil and your your goal is to end up in the lake, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta shower somehow, am I right? You do the same at the golf course. I mean there's a quote from Caddyshack, I think Bill Murray says and he's like, I I got a pool and a pond. Pond would be better for you. <laughs> All right, I have a question. I think this leads into a really good story for me. So you. we didn't answer the skateboard question <laughs> at all. Yeah, that's okay. That's all right. <laughs> I let it, I'll, it just hurts, you know. Every yeah. winter I hurt from have skating. You, that's, we'll put it, we'll leave have it Have you there. guys ever seen Phil walk? Yes. Can, you, can somebody describe how Phil walks? Uh, I, I can model. Yeah, I can show it. Well, you might be able to see it with uh, the fisheye. Yeah, yeah, don't no, do it in front of the fisheye. Yeah, we'll see. I'll, I'll narrate we'll see while you you actually do it. So, should we do it? Like I, I hope. One I hope Pete sorry yeah. listens to this one because he's gonna love this. Two, one, walk like Phil. So he's hunched over. He's got a bit of a waddle going. He's yeah. scratching his head. He looks like he's actually just in pain. That is that is exactly how Phil walks. It's unbelievable. He forgot to scratch the belly, you know. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. A little belly 
like what do you think the reason is why you walk like that Phil dude it's fucking skateboarding seriously like that's what I'm saying every winter I go <laughs> into the winter and I'm hurt from skate like even like three weeks ago I hurt my knee and last winter was the first winter I went into where I wasn't hurt from skating and this winter I'm in like I'm in pain already I'm like, dude I've never seen you fall on your skateboard though I like, don't get it I always oh, die dude. I die down. every day yeah Okay, I got a good good question here from Tanagram on Instagram. Uh, they asked, what was the sketchiest situation you're in on the road last season? Phil, I'm going to let you take this one. And shout out Tanner. He's the homie up in Vancouver, I believe. I'm, I'm hoping I'm thinking of the right homie, but yeah. Um, are you, you're referencing the... The, the homeless, the tweaker guy, right? The second yeah. to last clip, the 50 front three, we can loop that on the screen, Silk. Yeah, that was an interesting one because we this was in Minnesota before all these guys showed up. And uh, I, was filming, I was filming for the LibTech off-ramp video, and there's this bridge that goes out of St. Paul over the river there, and the river there's huge, but it was basically like went there one night to set it up just solo, because there's like a bunch of branches at the bottom you had to cut and all this stuff and like I was shoveling snow from the bridge up down below because there was no one or there was no snow down below and you were solo and saw so, yeah solo night mission at like nine or ten o'clock at night or something and I'm Sketchy. like spend two hours shoveling snow off this bridge and I'm like okay I'm gonna go like smooth it out down below so it freezes up and the landing's good because there's a pond in the landing too which mm. I don't know maybe should have taken a bath in that but. You love water, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So the pond, we had I had to toss snow over the pond to get that to freeze, and like over these like bushes in the landing to get those to freeze too. And I, I go around and like it's a whole block around this building to go down off the bridge, and I get down to the bottom, and there's this kind of like sketchy looking tweaker dude coming out from under the bridge, and I'm like going down to shovel back in this like dead end corridor. And he just, like, I hear him stop walking, and then he turns around, he starts following me. I'm like, oh, fuck, this isn't good. Like, So I just bypass the spot, go under the bridge, and he keeps following me. I'm like, I'm just going to keep walking, go back to the car, whatever, like, just call it good for the night. And so I, like, loop around the whole other side of the block on the other side of the street and come back around to the other side of the building, and I turn the corner, and there's this, this like, six-foot-five, like, ogre looking tweaker dude just waiting for me missing teeth like hobbling all crazy and he's like what are you doing back there and i'm like i'm shoveling snow i have a shovel like i'm shoveling snow he's like no you're not you're gonna steal my shit i'm like no i'm literally shoveling snow like i'm a snowboarder i'm gonna hit this thing i'm shoveling snow and he just like flips the switch loses it loses his limp and everything and chases me into this corner Mind you, Phil's limping as well. I'm also limping. So this guy goes, we went from oppo. I went from not limping to limping, and he went from limping to not limping. And he's chasing me into this corner where there's, like, fences and a dead-end street and everything. And he, like, kind of get it. Like, we're in this zone, and this is, like, going on for, like, one or two minutes where we're, like, juking each other back and forth and whatever. And I just got a shovel, and he's, like, meth eyes, whatever, like, chasing after me, like, like, and gets me in this corner, and I'm, like, I'm going to get stabbed or beat the shit or something. Like, I don't know what's going on right now. And eventually, like, kind of did this little move and, like, kind of, like, juked him with the shovel and then, like, went around him. And he, like, almost got the shovel and grabbed it and whatever. And I just took off running down the street. It's, like, icy on the street. I'm slipping and everything. He's slipping. <laughs> and get back to the car, which is, like, just past where we were, like, where he had cornered me. I was, like, literally could see the car. and Get, get in the car, throw the shovel, like, in my lap, start it. Don't even do 
and just like drive off and he like jumps on the car and starts like pounding on it and whatever like practically just like run him over i'm like like i've never felt like i was gonna die before but that was the only time i've felt like i've been like out of control i uh selfishly wish i could have been a fly on the wall in the corner for the (laughs) battle not helping (laughs) (laughs) actually just filming on our phone no it was fucking scary though because i'm like i'm like shaking even thinking about it and like i have this dude's face and his eyes and everything like in the back of my mind whenever i think about Mm -hmm. it it was like super traumatizing i get back to the airbnb and it's like me katie kennedy my buddy mateo and kevin nolan shout shout out all of them legends but there's like hey how's it going they're all like giggly whatever i'm like shaking i'm like dude you're not gonna believe what just happened like telling the whole story and they're like holy fuck like and we went there and filmed it the next day and it was like three tries done just like 50 were you shook like being in that environment when you went back yeah because we went back too and we seen him the next morning he was walking across the bridge when we were going to the spot and he was limping hobbling across the bridge the other way going into the city like away from the spot and saw him and i was just like that's the guy that's the guy like and they were like oh my god he's massive and like went and hit the spot and it was like yeah three tries and done it was like heavy eh. clip that's very heavy yeah, it was clip, like the craziest feeling i've had in my whole life like dealing with that guy and then going back i was like i don't know it's like a thing you can't really explain how i wish we had a uh, close angle of that fucking knob at the end there yeah or dude you had to jam the the end you have to lift up your nose to jam the yeah it had knobs on the end of the rail like it's, it was basically just like a fence like a normal fence that has like the little like triangle things on it but that's why it worked so good hmm. it's just like you jammed off of it and got the little extra oomph mm-hmm. and it was just like it worked out so good. All I could think about just clipping nose up there, <laughs> straight From to the fucking concrete, concrete bank. bank. Yeah, dude, respect. You gotta, you, yeah, you just gotta be aware of aware of the nose and tail of your board. You know, it's same with going ping city on the down bar. Yeah, you gotta be aware city. where those things are going. One think, of my favorite clips. But, I uh, think that could have been your ender. Shout out yeah. to High Def Jeff, killed yeah. it. Uh, I think that could have been your ender personally. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I remember getting that clip and I texted at our group chat. I was like. Dude, it's just got like my ender for sure. How and many then, days were you in that house in Minnesota? That it was thirty-two days straight filming. What? Literally thirty-two. 32. You went to that same Not house after. Yeah, we all uh-huh. we rented it for the rest of the time. Because we, we did the first trip, which was like twenty days, and then ours had a day in between, and then we did like eleven days out there or something. Yeah. Okay, this is an interesting question from Brandon Lapatsi. I'd like to hear each of you guys name your favorite clip for each rider in Bone Crusher. I think it'd be fun to go around the horn. Mm. Maybe we start with um, a, let's start with the TK1 clip because he's got to catch a flight. So we got to get some TK1 uh, audio time in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you guys got a favorite clip of Tony or Tony? Do you have a favorite clip from your part? Of my own, or do you want to name somebody else's clip? Maybe I name Phil's first. Yeah, what's your favorite clip? Uh, I really like the the door slam to fifty fifty. <laughs> I think it was just funny, you know. And then that little Scottish Steve's wada <laughs> that makes it so good. But that whole zone was really sick. I think we spent too many days there, but it still I think it worked out super nice. Thinking about the movie, we spent like six days there out on of our nine seven. day trip. <laughs> yeah, six out of seven. I mean, lost lost the mind by the end of there. And, you yeah. know, there's the clip in the credits of me yeah. screeching like a yeah. pterodactyl, and I'm just like yeah. that was our last day. Yeah, I, wa- I, so I walk in. Yeah, I walk into that one house, and he was crying there. And 
<laughs> went to tell Pat about it, and then we went to pick up him up and left the fucking office. <laughs> that's what it's called, the office. Yeah, that's the office. office. I think yeah. that was guy's name. Then is that a Doctor Ludi? No, he never went there. Oh, it isn't. No, okay. there, I think some skiers being there, some snowboarders, like locals. But Lut- I think Luti never went there. He we got sh- his own shit, you know. We should talk about your ender. Yeah, that's from that same place. Same spot, right? Yeah. yeah. He yeah. could have got fucked up on that. I know, I know. Like, we were trying to th- think, like, what can go wrong? Because normally, we, you know, like, what can go wrong. You know, like, you, you're you doing roof drop or, like, roof roof rail, whatever. You just pile snow everywhere. But on that thing, like, I think we ne- never really figured, like, what, like, what happens if you don't ma- clear the rail, you know? But, yeah. Or maybe I did one try that I jump off on the side, you did, but it yeah, felt so scary. Sure. Yeah, you did the first two tries. You landed at both the first two tries, and then I think Jeff wanted to get a photo, oh, yeah. and you tried it twice again, and both times, like you jumped off to the right, and that felt the most sketchy. Yeah, because then, then you, you can get stuck while you're jumping off. Yeah. you know, with all those frames. And mind you, <clears throat> it is wood with glass on top and metal. A couple of na- yeah, and nails, nails, screws, whatever. So like your body could have easily went through the thing, and you're hanging upside. Yeah. Well, and there, all, underneath all the snow in the bottom was all the glass just under that. So it's like, <laughs> and, yeah. it's like ice. You snow. never know. Yeah, ice you never know if you like fall on that. It's Rusty like, metal. It was all iced over under there, and you don't know if you can, you can. We can chip the glass out or do nothing about it. <clears throat> and I think the fisheye from under, like when I'm doing the fifty, makes this shot really cool because you can see the base of the board. And okay, it's an other fifty-fifty. I hate to get fifty-fifty enders, but. Yeah, it is what it is, and I think Very it's really, really so cool. Sick. And the photo turned out really cool. So sick. You know, I got a clip in your part that I love. It's the no slide pretzel, mm. and you catch the ledge at the end mm. on that camera. Yeah, yeah. Was that the first clip? You that got? was first clip, and it was maybe like exactly a year ago. That was my very first trick, which I filmed. Yeah, I went there with Jamie, and there was no, only like three hours of daylight, so kind of need to go early and. Get you got that him clip. a Mars bar. Yeah, every yeah. how did you know that? <laughs> you told us about it. Oh shit! It. Yeah, that that was the way to get him there. You know, get the, get the Mars bar. So uh, I got a sauna at my house here. Big fan of sauna, mm-hmm. but the Same. the OG sauna gods are Scandinavians. Yeah, that's a Finnish sauna which you have there. So, mm-hmm. so we got some. Um, we got a, a little bit of a tutorial from uh, Tony in the sauna last night. He was. <clears throat> he had all kinds of things. Yeah. he was unloading on us. Uh, not yeah. a fan. I have this. Uh, it's like a sand timer, timer, like an hourglass thing that tells you twenty minutes is up. Tony's not a fan of that. He was uh, he was appalled by it, actually. Yep. Uh, you know, Chris thinks sauna is a contest, you know. For me, it's like a way to relax. America. <laughs> I know. But still, I think sauna is a place where you can relax, not just staring at the timer like, oh, one more minute. Just, I can make uh, it. It's hard to relax. At the same time, he's I'd thinking like, all those emails. I'd you know? like to point out that uh, you were the first person out of the sauna last yeah, night, yeah, actually. But... It's not so a again. Like <laughs> fuck you, like, <laughs> all of you guys. No, no, not having no. a timer is great. You could wake up like at night in the morning. You don't, you don't know how long you've been in there. You could be in there for seven hours, but you don't know. You have no gauge. Dude, you know? just shriveled oh up. Yeah, it might be a shriveled up raisin in the morning. And then all that eucalyptus, whatever you put in there. Yeah. Come on. Eucalyptus? Yeah, no one you. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys. 
We had the sauna in our Airbnb in Finland, too, indoor sauna in the bathroom. So you could walk out of that and take the shower right there that was ice cold and then go back into that. And it's like the whole time you're doing that, you're just naked because you're in Finland. Well, let's also yeah so talk sick. about how I don't know why in America it's weird to be naked. But, yeah, and. Europe, Scandinavia, it's like actually frowned upon to bring your bathing suit into the sauna. So my but that, favorite but that's only in cent- that's only in Central Europe. Is it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Scandos, you guys go bathing suit? No. Uh, no. Uh, if it's like a public female, sauna? Yeah, public sauna. Or ma- male Men, and female? Yeah. Okay. There was no bathing like suit example, in the, ours. But the exam- no, but the public where we went a couple of years ago, yeah. like the smoke sauna place. My favorite, though, was like whole time using bathing suit, and then we walk in with KK, shout out, photographer. Big shout out. Um, and um, him and Tony just fucking pants down. I was like, okay, that's how we're doing it, you know? So I roll in, and then... Uh, you know, chilling, fucking legs spread, dong out. Phil walks in. <laughs> yeah, goes, I walk in like Phil five minutes later. Goes, and oh, I've, that's how we're rolling. Okay. I've seen <laughs> Pat naked enough times that I just see him just sprawled out right in the middle, just like Harry right in the face. I'm like, just I've seen that thing too many times. Sack hanging like a bag of Earl Grey tea just <laughs> on breakfast. the floor. Yeah. Things just droop, droop yeah. city. So let's normalize being naked in the song. Yeah, I like that. That's good. Without, um, without the timer. What else, you know what would be cool to talk about? We all just did a Mammoth Trip 32. We talked about all the product, kind of like a team building uh, product, week long film for an edit kind of thing. I don't know what you'd call it. It was friggin' awesome. Should I throw this on the table? Oh, yeah, you're gonna put the, the yeah. Mammoth Grill? Product placement. Nice. Yeah. Shout out to the Mammoth crew. Those guys are awesome. Wait. They built a great oh, party. That's an NBD. That's an NBD. Pop the salt with the rail. Salt smasher. For the listeners, um, Pat just picked up the rail like a rubber mallet and dropped it on the smelling salt. <laughs> so again, for the listeners, Phil just threw a smelling salt into Pat's mug, um, and it landed in his coffee. So that's you're not going to want to drink that. You're going to drink that, aren't you? No, don't drink that. No. And our yeah, listeners, don't drink coffee with smelling salts in it. I'm just going to advise that. Tastes like snooze. <laughs> but um, yeah, the crew was ripping. Like, how was your guys' mammoth experience this week? Well, I showed up a little late. Uh, <laughs> stuck in Europe. I was stuck in the Munich airport. After, How many days? Uh, I think it was three days total at the yeah. Munich airport. But uh, sickest vibes. Mammoth puts on for the team, and let's run through the crew. Who do we have there? Stevens, Joey Fava, Jay Fav, Crab Walk Kid. We had Zebulon, Planet Zebulon, DJ Zebulon. Oh, yeah, and then uh, us four, and then uh, all the other g- people that work over at Mammoth or work over at uh, Thirty Two, rather. So we had a sick crew. We had Des and Ted there too. Des and Ted, that was awesome. Stan was in the mix. Blum, Steffi, yeah, mm. Bridges showed up for a day. Yeah, blessed Jeff us with a liner too. Bachman blessed def. us with the front lip. That was epic. High def <laughs> Jeff on the glass. Yeah, we had a good week, and then we filmed the spot check edit. It was so. good times. So good. Sickest times. And, and how did your did your board bag show up, Tony? Nope. <laughs> I think it's Finland now. Hopefully. <laughs> so yeah, no board bag. I was still boarding, so I was all good. I checked the tracking. It's actually still in San Diego. Kobe or in Aspen. <laughs> Paris. It's in Antarctica. Yeah. Man, one person went viral while we were there. Who was him? 
Joey, Pat, your brother? Yeah, Joey Fava. Three milli. Um, fucking crab walking, having a good time, doing his thing. He'd even know that he's about to break the internet, you know? Three milli views he's at, personal. Mm -hmm. If you watch that clip, like, I'm not sure if he's going to... Like, you have to be confrontational to do it right. Like, if he, he stares back uphill like he's going to stab somebody in the fucking throat. <laughs> that clip, he's just... He's just if somebody was standing in the wrong place, they might got the shit kicked out of him just because that's his energy when he does that. Trick. He's got the same facial expression as like Gooner when he does like the lean back on the elbow mm -hmm. and looks back uphill nice. and he's just like, yeah. I'm going to punch something, even though it's like most non-confrontational homies, the but they're nicest. just like, Argh. yeah, if, you, if you're going to hit a crab walk, you better be feeling confrontational or it won't have the right energy. Yeah, he does the same too when he like stomps a fucking hammer on a rail, you know, just staring back mm -hmm. uphill. So the look back is the sickness. Mm. That's how the, that's how the many clips he hit on that, uh, the chain to down rail, like 15 on it. Yeah. Every possible trick probably. He might have got 15 clips on every rail we were filming on. True. So shout out Joey Fava. And then while we were there, huge news. Viz turned pro. Viz, how was it when they brought out the lavender boot? You had no idea, right? You were a total surprise. It's unreal. Yeah, how was that experience? Still tripping. I mean, to be there with, like, the family of the 32 crew, we're just like, oh, we're going to Wave Rave. Like, we had a sick time there last year. And then I think Pat, he, like, brings up this boot. He's like, what boot is this? <laughs> I just look at it and it has my name on it and I'm like yo what the fuck like still tripping on it man it's like such a dream come true feels absolutely unreal mm -hmm. cool should we talk about how Phil and I kind of botched the yes. the surprise a little bit <laughs> yeah well, talk about it dude I was waiting to you pulled out the phone and you were waiting to film it and then kind of nothing happened and then I walked <laughs> over there and I was trying to like wait for him to kind of like follow and walk and then he never did and then it's like camera out and I'm like What's going like? I can't just be well, the only guy that's gonna do this. And I'm like over at the boot and waiting for him to walk over. And you're like pointing the camera at him. I'm like, I don't want him to catch wind of it without being surprised or whatever. True. So I was like, grabbed well, think, it and just yeah. like survived. The original idea was it Viz's boots on the wall, and Wave Rave actually put the Viz last last thirty two. So I think what the idea was is to be like, oh, our boots are on the wall. Let's get Viz to come look at him, and he would see his name there. And I think we just got so fucking excited for our dog, you know? We're just like, we rolled up and we pulled the boot off the wall. We say, what boot is this? I've never seen this boot. And then we just walk it over to him. But hey, everything happens, you know, as it should. Yeah. It worked yeah. out. I, I was Perfect. happier for you than I was for my own boot last year. Like, I was crying. And I don't even think I cried for my own. It was just like, it was just like relief or happiness or you're just like stoked and then like i was crying for you for sure well so well I deserved well deserved absolutely. Absolutely. that's how i felt for you guys too i was like tearing up last year yeah and i was just like in disbelief i'm also just like so baked i'm just like <laughs> i'm cooked <laughs> <laughs> cook. yeah we might have to hit a homies cooked for that one a hundred percent homies cooked so we'll talk about the color it's lavender it's not, not purple it's not purple it's lavender not purple yeah, yeah. it's lavender it also has diamond studs on it yeah where'd you guys come up dope. with the who who designed the boot you, you guys did Phil and I. me, me and Pat were working on it in California with our boot designer Will, Will Keegan yeah. huge shout out like, yeah shout out Will. big but, shout out yeah we were like <laughs> trying to figure out some stuff to do there while we were also like working on our next ones and then there was one point where he walked over 
And I remember Will like was like working on it, and he was frantically just like switched the like Whoa. keys and like got it out of there like barely a yeah. second before he came up and looked out of the thing, and he was like looking at it and just started talking about something completely different. And I'm pretty sure he mentioned that there was still like a window open that said like Viz Boot or something like that. Yeah, but, it's hey, a good thing you didn't I could, see it, dude. Yeah, no idea. Great fucking looking boot though. Well, I'll tell you what, this wasn't the original thing we were working on either so it's you would, better it's better it's better much better. i love it dude yeah one thing i gotta say too uh viz is like every time you snowboard and every time you strap in you are fucking shredding you're getting after it, whether you're filming a clip whether you're at a contest whether like everywhere you go you show up you beat shit down you got good style you put in a hundred percent and it's it's just so cool to see like i feel like it's so deserved with with every, all the work you've been putting in and thank you it's man. rad appreciate it it means so much chief chief is yep love all you guys love i mean that's too, how dude. i think you should love snowboard you. like if you're trying to like film a video part or a clip like put a hundred percent into it like that's mm-hmm. what we're here to do and inspire more people like you're not gonna have the sickest day every day but mm. you know maybe try something a little different yeah there's some larry bird quote where he's like i have a theory that if you put a hundred percent in every time you play basketball that things will just work out or something it's something along those lines but it's true it's know? always how i've looked at it it's like dude, that's just what we're here to do and we all love snowboarding so much it's like put that energy into it dude. and it's like you so go home sick. feeling so much better if you try you yeah. just fucking even if you get bodied or you don't get the clip at yeah. least you tried, you tried. Yeah. Like, fuck it yeah while we're talking about the filming and stuff it'd be cool to dive into your part I mean I love the the hard way front two melon you did on that gap rail from your part that was fucking awesome thank kind, you kind of a sleeper like middle of the part fisheye clip goes by quick that's my favorite clip too is it I mean it meant a lot to me I was like I've been seeing that spot for I don't even know probably 10-15 years in snowboard videos and when I learned that trick, I'm like, yo, this is the perfect spot for it. Like, you got that, you got the hang time to grab the board. And I was in Finland before these guys showed up uh, doing DIYX. And the snow was melting. It's like there's maybe three or four inches. And I'm like, yo, the day after DIYX, after the big party, is the only day I'm going to do it. And I'm like, if I go out all night... There's no way I'm about to chuck myself down this huge rail. So I went to bed. I got just got all stoned like I normally do, <laughs> chilling mode, and woke up feeling great. And I was like, yo, today is the day I'm going to do this. And it took a while to build the spot because of the lack of snow, but the crew showed up. I was with Benny, Tiarn, KK, and Kevin Nolan. Shout out to all of them. And we all busted ass for a couple hours, and then it's kind of one of those. I did a couple lip slides on it, and I was, like, so scared, but it's just, like, just got to do it, man. I didn't want to leave that trip without it, at least trying that. What, what's what, up with the car coming out yeah, of the garage? And that was on your—was it coming on, on the try you made, made? Yeah, and I don't know. I think when I was at the top, I was like, yo, we're about to get the boot. And I did one hard way front, too, without the grab, but I really wanted to do the melon. That's, like— what it was for me that's the flavor mm-hmm. gotta have that extra piece of mm-hmm. style mm-hmm. and i think in my mind i'm like oh shit we're about to get kicked out and they were actually just mad chill pulling out of the parking garage like no biggie but they had like sirens and shit on their yep. car and so it's kind of when that that extra motivation hits you you're like i gotta land it right here 
Yeah. And I've also just been slamming the last 10 tries. So. I think it's sick because it really shows the height of the spot when there is the car. But you know, when there's just a concrete door or whatever, you can't really tell, like, that's fucking big. And it, okay, it is big, but still it gives, like, the real look. For sure. You could have stacked three cars up there. Yeah. <laughs> get to the top. Also, you're, like, you're back to set. Like, you're so good on those two sevs. Like, Thank the back you. two on that one down, flat down. I really like that shot because of the ride out, how you ride out, you know? The ollie. That's yeah, like, part. you can tell that there's so much speed, and that spot is fucked because the landing is kind of uphill. Yeah. He just does the back to seven, like, three meter ollie off. The rail's so also let's, chest high. Let's yeah. also talk about maybe that you didn't make it before and you caught your edge into the hill on oh, your yeah. stomach. I was getting really hot. Oh, like one try before or something. Yeah, yeah. True. That's and it was heavy. raining. Yeah. It was raining. I know the same. We're all dark. sad, man. Hanging out. But we hit that one gap rail before <laughs> that. That was a crazy day. Oh, shit. Think it's about it. We got like, oh, day? no, it was like 10 in total. Dude, so the whole we crew, put a like, beat literally, down that day. Like, for real. That yeah, run like us through the clips. And then we went to sure. Ikea between those spots. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've been doing That's stuff on that day. <laughs> you buy some meatballs or some furniture? Mm-hmm. Meatballs? Maybe more. We ate, yeah. uh, I remember right. getting the dessert midday, being all stoked that we had like eight clips already before <laughs> even going to that kink rail. And yeah. it was like, it's raining out. We're not going to do anything else or whatever. And I was just like, let's just go to that kink so, rail. So, so should we talk about the spot before? Yeah, run through, yeah. run through all the clips of the day. That'd be because cool. Because like the spot where we went before, Arrow was on that spot. So yeah. that was the gap rail, the white gap rail. The sickest to board with him. Arrow Etla. Yes. Shout out. Legend. Big shout out. Thing, Fucking man. legend. Yep. So he been shooting, like me and him, we were sharing a couple of spots before you guys came. And then he got so into photography, like during the last couple of years. So he told me, like, yeah, like hit me up if you guys are going to, to shoot and I, I can come to take some photos. And I was like, yeah, feel free. And then he shows up to that gap rail, but he brought his own board with him as well. Because I told him, like, yeah, could be sick to get a clip of you. And he was like, hell yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so I, I don't know who, who was riding that spot first, but he, maybe he was the last guy riding. Yeah. Or maybe me or him. No, he uh, pulled up on it after we were all done hitting yeah. it. I think before Pat did the 450. <laughs> yep. Let's talk about that's, that. That's my favorite <laughs> of your part. My dog. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking do it himself. Run through all the tricks on that because there's a bunch from the movie. Uh, I think we all got a clip. I on did it. the Nolly yeah. front board. You did cap two. I did tail grab. Cap two tail grab and then switchback lip on it. And I was really hyped on the switchback lip because that was the first Fire. spot I'd ever done yep. that gap to. Yep. But then, Fucking I mean, sick. before we even start hitting it, we had the crazy lady with the dog. Oh, yeah, almost. And they ran over my backpack. Yeah, yeah. She, <laughs> they ran over your backpack. Yeah. And then, like, and they were so mad. And like, that's like right when Arrow showed up too. Oh, it was right before that. And then when Arrow showed up, she got super chill because she recognized Arrow from t- TV. So, just so people don't know this, Arrow has his own TV show in yeah, Finland, right? a couple of TV shows. So he's like an, a famous person in Finland. He's famous in snowboarding, but also yeah. in like pop culture yeah. in Finland. And we're just sitting, like, they're yelling at each other in Finnish. We don't know what's going on, so no we're kind of just, like, chilling This is, like, 30 minutes, too, of them going back and forth, just like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's but, what Finnish I, sounds I, I re- like to people yeah. who don't speak it. But I really think that when they saw arrow there that changed her mind you know that's why we were able to hit it yeah because and then yeah whatever the next day was even better when arrow comes back okay so again let's run through every clip that's that went down on that okay i did that nolly front board yep style lord what'd you do pat 
I did um, Hardway Cap 2 to regular and then Front 2 to fakie, which I was hyped on. And? And I um, had the idea to do a Front 450 Gap. Um, and it was raining. Everybody's tired. That was... Uh, People are running over Tony's backpack, and I don't think Viz and Phil were too hyped to stay at the spot longer. But uh, <laughs> not for the 450. Yeah, but I'm fucking hyped that I stayed. It, it was fun. It turned out sick. And then uh, Viz, what'd you do on it? Uh, I did front three a couple days before. Um, we and that's in the there. intro. It's in the intro, and then I did switch back to the regular, which I was hyped so, on. That. I never saw it on a street spot like that. I was like. One yeah. of my favorite clips too. And we didn't mention the fact that you have a cameo, Vero, Cap True. Two Regs Cap two. too, as yeah. well. He First try. I yeah. Was it FT? For sure. Straight legend. I heard he's sitting on some secret footage. Yeah, he got some really, really cool stuff filmed already. <clears throat> yeah, he got some good stuff filmed already. But I'm not gonna tell anything. But I don't know. Can I? I don't know. Can you even know about it? Okay, so <laughs> that's still secret. Arrow's footage is still secret. But yeah, I think the next day. Is even gets even better because we went back to the office and Aero wanted to come shoot photos. Then he shows up to the office and he tells me this. Yeah, I remember yesterday when we got kicked out from that spot. Today, a guy from Finnish Snowboarding Association called me or Aero said this. And then they were asking like, yeah, this apartment building complex, they called us and they asked like, what kind of, what's the best way to make stoppers for the rails? <laughs> <laughs> so think about it, like the, the spot where which we were hitting, they called the Finnish Snowboarding Association and the association guy called Aero because the lady for sure told them like, Aero Ettala was hitting this spot. And then, yeah, they asked like how they can fucking put the stoppers on this thing Snitches so, so I, I, I'm really I'm, I really want to go back there <laughs> maybe try it or maybe try it with the stoppers on I don't know mm-hmm. just That'd to see the vibe she had a whole plan for it too I yeah, remember she her was talking about true, it like she had true. the whole plan for it like I don't know you guys are just living rent free in this lady's head of just she's just stewing about yeah. this rail I don't know R.I.P. to the so rail funny yeah, that thing was beat down. There ain't much left on that. I don't yet. know, can that happen anywhere else than in Finland? So this is a good question. You know, Viz, earlier you talked about being scared for the Hardway Front 2. And Quinn Anderson wants to know, how do you get over the fear of going massive, if you guys have any pointers? I think that's a good topic. I mean, I think you never really get over it. You just build more confidence up. Each season, you're like, oh, I hit a huge spot last year. Like, I know I got it. But... At least for me, anything that's big is like my heart is pumping. And sometimes I think you just gotta sack up and be like, "Fuck it, I'm I, gonna do this." I think you're gonna need that as well. That like, think if you will not feel the sca- that you are scared, I I will feel weird because yeah. I, I think you kind of get power out of that feeling, and then you know at the same time like the feeling when you land that trick is even better. But yeah, for sure you're always scared, but for sure. By doing this, you get more comfortable and yeah, gets easier, kind of. I just pray to God and close my eyes, let Jesus <laughs> take the wheel. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. There, there's a you, good way to put Utah, like, or what? all the buffers, too, around a spot. Like, you can put more snow in the landing for, like, mm-hmm. okay, like, mm-hmm. I'm going to go for this thing first tee, and I'm probably going to eat shit, yep. and I'm going to fall face first right there. And, mm-hmm. like, 
you know, spend the extra 30 minutes, hour. If you're setting up a spot, like, check those buffers, put snow around the pole. Like, you know, there's so many different variables yeah, I, for each spot or whatever that you can, like, work on. Like, you know, rail's got a little, like, ding on it or whatever, like a little mm-hmm. weld point. Like, yeah. have a file, file it down. There's just, like, so many random things like that. But that you could just no matter spot what, the spot. first try is always, there's no, there's always no. something scary. Yeah. And I think it's always good to put that one extra hour you know, like yeah. don't rush if you don't need to. Making it safe. Because yeah. if you build it wrong, too, you know, there's, like, been so many times this last winter where it's, like, something's built wrong for what you're trying to do, but you're, like, Stupid. why are we this is not working? Why is this like this? And then you're, like, should have spent the extra 30 minutes to think about, like, how it's going to work for this, where it's going to film from, like, what the speed's going to be like, all these little things. Like, I think of that one where we were at the freaking the last day in Finland that – None of us, you got the one like little gap to wall red clip on it, but like you tried to crippler off of that thing for three hours. I tried to do my thing on it, and it just wasn't working. Cool spot, but it just mm-hmm. we just did it wrong. It yeah, makes for good know. memories, yeah, yeah, it's good. You know, it's interesting too. Sometimes, in my experience filming, you you're really scared at a spot, you end up getting the trick, you get the clip, and then the photographer's like, for is like, hey, can you do it again? <laughs> and you're like, adrenaline's not in your body yeah. anymore. Yep. And that's oftentimes when I've gotten absolutely annihilated because you kind of let your guard down. Yeah, that's yep. like yep. Tony's last trick, the 50 50 is like, did it, got the clip, and then it's like, let's get the photo, and then mm. went to do it again and fell off each side once. And you're just like, nope, done, yep. not, not it. Like, yeah. you can't do it. Not worth it. I think it's sometimes. good to hang up the board when. Um when you uh, yeah. feel that's it's a little bit of a Kenny uh, Kenny Rogers Kenny Loggins no one to hold them no one to fold them I don't <laughs> know if you've ever heard that song great track Silk you got any uh, you got any pointers for uh, overcoming fear at a big spot yeah I have tons of experience hitting <laughs> massive massive spots all my footage is gone though so I can't put it up but do you have any experience overcoming the fear if you want to get a bull cut mullet hybrid I don't feel any fear about that I think you should just do it you just do it and it's fine just cut your hair whatever you want to do man I'm thinking okay. about that for years you know it looks good yeah it's worth it you do it it grows back if you hate it you should buzz it whatever I think uh, maybe Pat Fava would look really good with that with his mustache oh, should we do an yeah. on set bull cut let's get the scissors it's out. pretty easy yeah, yeah, we got that. Uh, question from the name is Poonstaffer. Interesting, uh, <laughs> interesting IG handle. Love it. That's uh, sick. Who's a better DJ, Project Pat or Zebulon? I'm gonna give it to Pat. Pat, he's been doing it a little longer and kind of a little more dialed. Zeb's, he'll get there. They're mm-hmm. both nice with it. Mm-hmm. I think they both play the hits. I think yeah. we work well as a team. Yeah. You, you had the hype though. I feel like you're so good at feeding off the hype too. And Zeb's like really chill and quiet, and like he feeds off the hype too. But you like like the hype is like when it's there, it's there. I think we just need some more DJ Favulan sets. Is that your name? That's kind of our team name. That's yeah. kind of what we're rolling with. Mm. <laughs> you know, I noticed that uh, you like to go into like some deep dark Euro techno genre sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I've always um, like made house music and DJed house and. 
I feel like after the Euro trip, I'm just so fired up on some um, three days some at Euro Munich techno, Airport. Yeah, you came back with only techno on the yeah. downloaded playlist. You're just like, I don't have Fuck anything it. else. You're just like, it's all boots and cats and boots and cats. And you're like, I don't have anything. <laughs> we're driving home. We're driving back to Salt Lake from Mammoth. He's just like, oh, I don't like this song. Skip, oh, I don't skip. like this one. Skip, skip, skip. Gets like ten skips. He's like, all I got is boots and cats and boots and cats. <laughs> I was just so so hungover, ready for like chill music, and it's just all fucking techno. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that is what I tend to play most. I'm down with the Euro vibe. Yeah. How was Aunt, did Annika play? Yeah, that was, How was her fucking set? insane. She's, she's nice with it. Right? She played, Ethan played, and um, yeah, I'm pretty sure I was just fucking fist pumping for fucking six hours through the whole thing. <laughs> <night. laughs> so fucking hyped. Uh, we, got a, we got a bit of a debacle we could talk about. Maybe uh, Phil the dog versus Phil the person. Mm hmm. Dude, yeah, he can. I come in and Chris is like, "Oh yeah, you can sleep on the couch." And me and Viz rochambeaued for the couch first night, and I'm like, "Okay, I lost. I lost rock paper scissors. I'll take the couch." And I go and I roll out my blanket, and Phil the dog comes up, and he's just like right there, and he just walks over and like takes the little bed and just kind of makes his little like circle and then just plops down on it like instantly asleep, dead sausage. And I'm like trying to move him, and he's just. He's not moving. He's just a log could, there. And so I had to sleep on the first, on like the smaller side of the couch with no blanket. And he's sitting there on the blanket. Didn't move all night. Did it feel good? No, it felt <laughs> terrible. My back, my back's killing me right now. <laughs> I feel like you have the uh, capability to move Phil the dog. No, Phil there. was establishing alpha male dominance right there. That's what, that's what we call a good dog. Right Dude, there. I, 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 there's something about like young things that have a deep connection to me, you know, that established alpha male dominance early on in our relationship, you know. Not going to name names. But. Phil versus Phil. Phil, Phil. <laughs> okay, so who's got who's got the top slot? Fill the dog or fill the person? I mean, I don't get the chant, that's for sure. Yeah. Next pro model boot for 32. Fill the dog. Fill the dog. The dog, off, like when they go in the snow boots. <laughs> should talk to 32, see if they can make some of those. Yeah, I like it. Those things have a good ROI, I hear. Yeah. You, you basically put them on and you lose two of them immediately, <laughs> and then you never find them, and that's pretty much dog boots in a nutshell. But you get the clip of the dog tripping <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to see Phil the dog trying to run in those, try to play yeah. fetch in them. It'd be so funny. All right, it's the holidays, and as you know, you may be hanging with your family and want to run directly through a wall. Well, good news. We have run through a wall smelling salts available. Great gift for the holidays. We also got a run through wall smelling salts autumn collab beanie. That's what I'm wearing right now. And then we got the autumn all over print in front of me here. We got some big, nice burgundy coffee mugs. A great way to support the show is just by copping some merch. So check out bombhole.com. We also upload videos on there, not just our own, but a lot of the latest and greatest snowboard videos. So be sure to bookmark bombhole.com and get yourself some gifts for the holiday season. Okay, got to interrupt the show for a second because I totally spaced that we are doing a bombhole 32 giveaway. We got some Bombhole Lashed Boots, uh, Bombhole 32 collab. We are going to be doing a giveaway this episode, so leave a comment on the YouTube of why you deserved these boots, and we will pick a winner, and then we will send that winner a pair of these boots. So we'll get back to the show, but just wanted to do a reminder, we're doing a giveaway, leave a comment, and uh, we'll pick a winner. All right, back to the show. Thanks, guys. All right, another reminder: we got a call with Scott Stevens coming up in a little bit. But before we didn't, we kind of uh, derailed from the conversation about clips that somebody asked earlier. 
Um, I think a good one to talk about would be Pat's Ender Clip, the back 50 on the crazy kinked elbow rail. Um, you guys got anything, any insight on that clip? Yeah, it's a, it's a rail in Minnesota that a lot of people have tried over throughout the years, and no one had ever done it. I don't know how many people have tried it, but probably like 10 to 15. It's really steep, and it has an elbow in one of the kinks. So and the last flat is like bent and all weird too. So it's like you have to make it clean off the end or it's not gonna look good. Like you could hit the down, but it's like the last yeah. flat is what. And that's like a board length donkey dick. So yeah, and then straight flat. into a tree too. So you have to land and then turn around a tree. But yeah, I've heard but, like people t- try. They tried taping the rail, doing all sorts of stuff, and yeah. like then you just kind of went there and to slow you down. The people it, would yeah. put tape on it. But yeah, my first time at that spot was a few years ago. Right off the plane, me and little homie T Nizzle, who is not so little anymore, he's a G. We got off the plane, I think Tanya Magoon picked us up, and we went to link with Blake Lamb and Lucas, and they were all kind of in that zone. And we pulled right up to that spot, and I was like, I don't think I'd ever try to hit this rail. And then um, Viz got a clip at uh, the bus station, which was heavy. We went and got breakfast after that. The ledge? At like 9 in the morning or something? Yeah. Yeah. And then we went and got some food, and I believe I'd already gotten a beer with my food. I was like, you know, I'm content with the footy we got, and um, Phil and Viz were like, we're taking you to that rail. Well, because like, we were like, we had already gotten our last clips of the trip, and you wanted to get one, but then it was like, what my buddy Alex was always telling me the whole time, like, yo, you should take Pat to this thing. Like, I think he could be the one to do it. And I had actually forgotten that rail was even in Minnesota. You know, I'm a backseat rider. You know, <laughs> okay, I actually never know. I where could he's even at I could even tell ever. you where that rail's at still. But uh, I was like, "Fuck! I guess I'll try to jump on it a few times." And um, fuck, it worked out. I got it. How many tees? I don't know. How many do you guys think? Fifteen. No, I, it was like two hours at it for sure because we got oh, there man. probably like we're getting mixed reviews. No, it was. I remember it was you like were drinking. You are, you're not a reliable source here. <laughs> you were drinking, and I'm always drinking, but you were drinking, and you're, that means you are reliable there. This doesn't mean that much. But yeah, holy fuck, was I stoked? And I think um, a lot of clips I go like I really want this so bad, and I think the most magical ones happen when you're. Um, not even stressing about it, you know, or even looking forward to hitting the spot. Like, I didn't realize until halfway through the day that I was like, okay, I guess we're going on this rail. I'll try it. If not, I'm content. And I think that's when the magic happens, you know? Mm. And uh, obviously, like, the the clip, you did it, and people knew that you did it. And then Pete Crosdale put out on the Instagram that he had done it. Yeah. Uh, was there any beef or anything like that? No. I was hyped to see it. Like, fucking respect. That's a gnarly rail. It was fucking scary. Like, all I could think about was slipping out or something before the donkey and just like flying to my ass on the donkey or something. Yeah. So I was hyped. Same year, I think. If it's the same year, was same it front trick, side from it him for him or no? He's regular as well. Backside. Uh, both backside, yeah. But I just think it's crazy that two people did that rail in a year mm-hmm. after yeah. people have been trying yeah. it for the last five years at least. It's yeah, and it's been there forever. So. Yeah, but hey. I say respect to. And I had heard that he had been trying it too, but was maybe he didn't get it after a couple of tries times going there, and maybe wasn't going to go back. So I was like, okay, like Pat's going to be like he's going to do it, and like I don't know how like things played out if he caught wind and went back and did it also or whatever. If it was like didn't know, or if we didn't know or anything, but it's just like it's 
insane to see two people do like a gnarly ass rail like that. It's like, like the four minute mile. Both you know, nobody thinks it's possible then one person does it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like both perfect too. Like he made it look so chill and that thing is not chill at all. Yeah. Like So I have utmost respect for, for Pete. Dude, I want to change gears kind of a bit of curveball, a bit of a curveball here, but I noticed that when we were flew out to Big Bear last year for the park shoot that's you know, everybody has clips in the movie. Uh, from the spring park shoot shout out to the bear park staff they killed it on that and i'm sitting on the plane next to you and you're listening to a meditation the entire time and then you show up and you proceed to back to the gnarliest park back to ever done and then you know i know that you meditate and then before a contest and you just won rocker rail and diy x i would love to hear about how you get your mind right for going on these trips? Yeah, I mean, the what we were flying Delta, they have like some kind of fucking meditation thing on their screen. I was like, I'll check it out. It was pretty mids, but still, you know, it was dope. I think it's always, always helps me at least. You know, it's not for everybody, but it helps me to just like basically calm my mind and breathe and just try to put things out there that I would like to happen, you know? So. I like to meditate and do yoga. What about before DIYX? I think it's an interesting story. You told me about this. Yeah, we could talk about it. I had to piss really bad, you know. Beers were flowing, like water out there. Um, but uh, I was just like, went on a walk, like next to the rail setup, and it's like, it's so beautiful, and you got views all around of the uh, the Alps, you know. And it's like, I've never been anywhere like that. And I was just like walking down this road in the woods, and like, I just love to quiet the mind and try to connect with nature, just like appreciate the trees, the snow, the mountains. And yeah, I just took a piss and went on a walk and I was just like, basically like trying to put it out there that I can gain some energy and lose my hangover to help out the riding because I was pretty hungover at that point. And I don't know, I just like to quiet the mind and go on a nice walk. I think it's, it works out well for me. Sounds like me and Chris 2013 in, in the Alps. Oh, my God. <laughs> you should tell yeah, about it. That's amazing. Yeah. It's a bit, yeah, yeah. There is some contrast. Pol- yeah, polar opposite. <laughs> so if anybody's ever heard, I refer to Tony as TK1 a lot, right? Mm-hmm. If you're ever familiar how T- Tony got his nickname, I had an iPad at the time, and I had Big Buck Safari. Uh, it's, a, it's a Big Buck Hunter, the arcade game. You can get it for your iPad. And so his name in there is you have three digits you can put in there. It was TK1. So we we went to Spain, Italy, Switzerland. Austria, we did Austria, the, an entire Euro tour. And you're driving through Spanish countrysides. It was like horses and castles. We didn't oh, see okay. a single thing. We All we were doing was <laughs> trying to drop bucks and trying to beat back each other in Big Buck Safari in the back of the van. <laughs> That's fucking legendary. You shot a cow. Yeah, and then Tony was, he's not, I wouldn't say he's gifted at Big Buck Safari. So he shot a lot of cows, and uh, you'd hear, like, swearing in Finnish back there. Vitu. Yeah, that means... Uh. Uh, I believe fuck in Finnish. Yeah. So. Vitu. Mm. I'm sure you heard him say that a couple spots, Pat. Mm. I don't know. T- TK is pretty gets shit pretty fast. He, he kept it English. Or he kept mm. it, he kept it English. Yeah, true for sure. It changes sometimes. Should we fire up assault real quick? Yeah, let's hit assault. All right, round two. All right, do it with the rail. Oh baby. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. 
I like this new technique oh. of the smash. I'm gonna do a, a viz, uh, viz, viz boot smash. Oh my god. This even worse than the one earlier, dude. Yeah, that's good. I don't even want to hit that again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh shit. All right, run through wall smelling salts available bombhole.com. We got the brick. It's a three pack. <laughs> I think I got it in we the also, coffee again, Pat. No, no, no. no also, no, no. this is a run. If, am I wearing the brick beanie? Is it red? Yeah. Yeah. Yo, I'm wearing the run through wall brick beanie right now too, inspired by a brick wall. Um, if you're, you know, feeling inspired to run through a wall, pick up the bombhole uh, autumn collab beanie. And for the listeners not watching, the thing is crispy. Ooh, yeah. Thank you, Pat. All right, we have Scott Stevens on the line. Just spent a few days with him in Mammoth. Let's see if he's there. Stevens, you there, brother? Yep, I'm here. What's up, buddy? Oh, good to hear your voice. How are we feeling? What's <laughs> happening? What's going on? What are you dealing with in your day to day right now? Uh, I'm a little under the weather, but. Uh... I'm excited to hear what the boys are up to. Yeah, we had a great time. That was a vacation at Mammoth, I will say. Yeah, we got the Bone Crusher boys plus Silk D here. Um, so that's oh who's, yeah, who's big fan of the Silk D Thank man. You. I've Thank been you. watching them a lot, dude. <laughs> that's awesome. The dog haircut thing last episode really had me in stitches. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. Found his spirit animal. So I think um, you know, first things first, we got to get into some hard hitting topics here. Um, you know, I was hearing a loud bang from my room. I kept thinking that the doors were slamming in the hotel. I didn't know what was going on. And it turns out that you were filming clips on the carpet. Maybe you want to elaborate on that on your skateboard? Yeah, I mean, there's not really too much to say. Yeah, we, it was pretty windy out that day. We had two days in and uh, I was like... I don't know. I brought my skateboard, you know, and I, and I think Zeb was the only other person that brought their skateboard. And, um, on those trips, it's just like, it's quite like, uh, it's snowboard fo focused. So like skateboarding is like, you know, it's like, why did I even bring my skateboard? So I was like, fuck, I'm going to make sure this thing gets used. And then, uh, yeah, it was like what, nine o'clock in the morning or something. Yeah, it was early. And, um, just got myself a little cardio and, uh, yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't like a 10 minute I'm going to do a kickflip session this was a full blown no it was like 45 minutes yeah it was <laughs> probably closer to an hour but yeah he was counting were you in a meeting Chris I was on a zoom call I thought I thought somebody was slamming the doors I couldn't figure out what the sound was every time he landed primo or whatever yeah I, I remember I Scott dude, he, he came out to the hill and he was just like I just had like a crazy skate session I see a clip of him and he like practically rolls his ankle and then he's talking about how much pain he's in. I'm like, you're always in pain, but like, I get that because I'm always in pain too. But he's like, skating before snowboarding is a no go. Yeah, I agree with Phil. It's just like, it's, you know, you got to put your priorities, you know, in place. And I, I didn't do that too well because I was struggling on the snowboard. But, <laughs> but no, I did. Yeah. It was funny. You came, you definitely came and, um, you were concerned like they were doing construction a little too close to the hotel room. So I, thought that, I thought the whole, the whole scenario was kind of funny. And, uh, I actually like when I was skating, I realized you were going to catch on eventually. And I just was like, Oh man, we're, we're back at it. You know, we're <laughs> can we talk about how Chris wanted to open the door, but maybe there's a tripod in the way. <laughs> yeah. That's my tripod was blocking the door and you know, you have like a certain window of like, um, <laughs> momentum when it comes to filming these tricks where you're like i mean you guys all know it like there there's like these these little windows of flow where you're just like totally focused and then i was like ah chris ain't throwing off my focus here i gotta get this and then, then we'll chat 
And we're describing skateboarding on a carpet in a hotel room, to be clear, right? Just to I just mean, that's the thing, you know. You you never know. Like, if you're really trying to uh, trying to pursue your best you, you gotta like use any opportunity you can to uh, to see that through. I like the uh, the buffer with the bed, so that like when you would land primo, you would just fall back onto the bed. Training wheels, training wheels. <laughs> No, that's that's a good observation because I did have it the other way, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna a million dollar baby myself on this this corner of this um, you know, this wooden bureau or whatever." So yeah, I flipped it around. So, but you know, it's amazing when but we yeah. run into somebody like I went to high school with or something. They're like, "What have you been up to?" And you're like, you, th- you scratch your head, and we're like. I mean, shit, man, the same thing I've been doing since I was 13. Not a whole lot's changed. <laughs> you're, you're a great example of that, Scott. I love yeah, it. well, we're very, we're like so lucky to be able to like kind of like pick our hours and like, you know, pick when you want to shoot off or what you want to shoot off on. Um, so like, I think if you can just, if you can dream it and do it, you know, and, and if you're, you're lucky enough to be able to be able to come up with your own recipe, then you're yeah you're lucky so i'm very lucky to be I able just, to be like uh, hey this might get a rise out of people i just shot off into the toilet on our little break yeah <laughs> i was thinking about that that verbiage when i was when i said shot off i was Sometimes the verbiage was off. like i don't know i was like uh Scott. as soon as i came out of my mouth i was like they're gonna love that or they're gonna eat it up or Scott, or, I, I think i could listen to you say something and then correct yourself for hours on end. I don't know why, but it is just the funniest thing to me. And it's like, anytime I get on a trip with you, it's just like nonstop, just like back and forth. Like same with you, Jesse, Chris, it's always just like the consistent talking back and forth of just like mumbling, mumbling with no goal or whatever. It's just top tier banter. Yeah. 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 Thanks. Yeah. I, I think it's like, a, a Gollum and Schmeagel situation where, you know, you have these two like beings living inside of yourself and, and, uh, you probably getting to witness that. Yeah. A little bit of like, you know, it's a classic Gollum and Schmeagel. If you've seen it once, you've seen it a million times. You know what I mean? What was there? Yeah, there I don't even know that reference, but I love it. The Lord of the Rings. What was, what was the terminology we were talking about last night? Gobbled or whatever? Lobbled. Oh, lobbled. Uh, we were thinking about, you know how JP and Jeremy, uh, when somebody gets broke off, uses the term lobbled? Oh, lobbled. Yeah, I love that. We've been thinking about putting that one back into rotation. Uh, yeah, lobbled was really, really quite something. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, speaking of lobbled, somebody kind of lobbled the entire internet while we were on this trip. Uh, and you kind of were the first person to throw some glass on the crab walk. Um, <laughs> love to hear your take on the Joey Fava crab walk, taking the internet by storm. Oh yeah. I mean, well, I, I just want to first say that like Joey is probably like one of the truest, like forms of what I think snowboarding is about, you know, which is encompasses a lot. But like when you go snowboarding with him and he's, he's already like, he's pretty energetic, but then you put the camera on him and then you really are like subject to whatever, like could play out down that run. And it's, it's fantastic. And that's, I think me and him were just feeling excited being there first day. And like, I can feel his energy. He could probably hear me yelling and chirping at him. Like, you know, and, and he just really freestyles, man. He's like a, he's like a, a true, like the, he just in the moment, he lives in the moment and that trick just came out of his, you know, of his pores. And, uh, yeah, we, 
we chopped it up in the little, you know, on prime at chairlift, I edited it. And then, you know, somebody else saw it. They're like, you got to do that again. And then, man, he ran with it for the whole week, dude. You know, mm-hmm. most people like might get stale or stagnant, but Joey, each time he did it, it probably got better and better. And that's like a true, a true entertainer. Joey Fava, baby. Dude, he took it so yeah. far that he started doing the cab two on the rail yep. and then doing the crab walk off of that. We were trying to get him to back five the jump into the crab walk. <laughs> the higher speed, the higher the stakes. Yeah, I mean, but doing dude, jumps, it gets gnarly. But I still think it's like the more basic it is, just like the original one that he did so good. Like, yeah. like that's his, no matter if you did it gnarly or crazy or whatever, like that one's speaking to everyone, no matter your skill level or that whatever, was legendary. you know? It's relatable. I agree. Yeah, the S Rail one was pretty funny too because that was <laughs> that was a few days later a crab walking and he still had a little juice left in him. But it's also you got to remember like why why Joey is so good at it is because you know Joey is like um, he's you know we all are like built out of a lot of different inspirations and riders that we loved and you can see a lot of Lucas and a lot of Bradshaw in him and like the way he's staring back uphill is like a perfect concoction of all, of all three of them you know it's yeah. like it's just a uh, it's a lot of lineage in snowboarding you know it's like a family tree of just staring back <laughs> up a hill you yeah. know <laughs> like fucking amazing. it's unbelievable yeah. Uh, well, we got the uh, Bone Crusher boys here, and while we got them, I'd love to see if you have any thoughts on Bone Crusher because I know you're a video nerd connoisseur. Oh yeah, yeah, they did a great job, man. I mean, street snowboarding is like it's been pushed really incredibly far, and those guys, man, they really the, the four of them really um, made a great film. And Jeff, Jeff, like I think, did some of his best film work I've I've ever seen. You know. Um, a lot of rail slides, the helicopter spins and stuff. <laughs> hey, that's what it's about, man. You guys, you guys put the team on your back with that movie, man. I mean, it's, it's exceptional, dude. We love you, Scott. You also yeah. added a ton of flavor. The outro is so good. You and Brad. <laughs> the outro is maybe the best yeah. part. Yeah. That's my favorite. <laughs> I mean, so for me personally, like some notables, like obviously, like I don't understand how everybody's so good at pretzels in this past like decade. Like, but Viz, when he pretzels out of something, it's like, it's, it's phenomenal, man. It's like, it really is like such a a powerful, like, it looks so simple, but like it actually takes so much skill. And I love the tap spin too. That's like, I know that's like some low hanging fruit, but like for me, when he taps that sign, dude, and the cut shot Mm. comes in and it's in slow motion and ah, just uh, that, that really gets me going. And then, you know, you, you throw, um, uh, like, you know, Tony's Tony, are you you there, Tony? haven't heard you yet. Yep. (laughs) I'm, I'm listening. I'm listening. Um, I just um I just want to shed some light on Tony. He kind of like he kind of creeps around, you know, like and he's very quiet and um, unassuming. And then you know he has like probably you know I'm not picking any favorites, but like I just really like the like the part he put together. It's just like so powerful, and it's like it's just like it really speaks when you see it on on the music and the colors and ah, everything. It's great. Thank you. Yeah. I think yeah, Tony's man, probably good. Tony's got mine too. Style Lord. So good. Quick question, Scotty. Well, yeah, go for it. Who do you think the smelliest person on the team is? 
<laughs> I, mean, I, I already told you guys yesterday, but I mean, you know, Phil's, Phil's um, I don't want to talk about that ass too much, but Phil's ass gets a lot of coverage. So <laughs> I don't know. Bit of a dumb I just, uh, I mean, I'm not 180 know, without a, a bus. It's a, it's a bit of a power, but I just have to imagine like it have a powerful scent too. I don't really think it's taking it too far. <laughs> it's a bit of a wagon. I say that with love. It's a bit of a wagon. Hey, I'm no peach, so man. I am no peach in this department, man. I I remember Bodie was doing the um the juice cleanse back in the day, and I was like, man, I should probably do that. I inside smell like absolute hell, you know. So <laughs> one time, actually, Scott was it, in a car yeah. with uh, Ali Atmaka. Shout <laughs> yeah, out. my buddy puke. Sorry, yeah, 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 maybe explain. Yeah, give a little, maybe provide a little bit of context there, Scott. No, yeah, this was around like maybe stack footy era, like, you know, a good 15 years ago when I used to drink a bit more and party with my friends and, you know, the, you know, what you can, you're capable of after a night like that. And we were at a red light in West Springfield, Mass. And Ollie, I just farted and Ollie like puked out of the car. So, so I'm going to take, I'm going to divert that, um, that question back onto myself because I technically was in the video. So I'm going to make sure I tell you one of those. Yeah. I'm going to get you um, one of those on our next trip. That's for sure. But, uh, yeah, speaking of Phil though, I really do like, I think it's pretty cool that like, you know, um, uh, when you think of Mount Baker and you think of, you know, some famous spots at Mount Baker and Phil's out there hitting rails with everybody, which is like, you know, he can hang to the, he can be the best guy out there. And then he can also, you know, um, double cork pack app, you know, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. I want to shed some light on that because that's, um, that's like a really hard skill to have as a rail rider, you know, and all those guys actually can do stuff like that. But Phil, you do it like to the, the the highest level so it's like really cool for me to see so nice work on that love it stevens uh how are we feeling about the spot check for mammoth how, how do you think the crew stacked up this week yeah it was i mean it was awesome man they're always good you know zeb gets in there for the power hour and we all get excited you know it's like it's really fun for like dudes like me and you to be like ah, i'm not feeling it that good let's just swarm behind zeb for a few for a couple hours you know um uh yeah i mean uh, the squad as a whole like really you know hits hits the box checks the boxes when it comes to um different forms of terrain you know and, and there wasn't like the greatest but the park crew did a great job for us and i think we had a good spot check yeah yeah i mean one thing that's fresh right now i think since as a 32 crew we all were just riding for a week together and then we get done riding and we sit with Susanna, the designer, and Bachman, the sales guy, and Will, the boot designer, and Cook. And we all get together. And it's, it's kind of cool to talk about because, you know, every piece of the line, we get to have our say in and we get to give our two cents. And I don't know if it's like that at all brands, but I think that's one of the cooler things that we got going on over there. Oh yeah, I mean this trip especially. I had uh, I had F. Jeff, I had Tony, I had Joey, and somebody else sitting behind me while I was talking to Susanna, and they were all helping me with my outerwear, you know, and really kind of refining it. And um, it was a cool team feeling. Yeah, it was definitely like a group effort because um, 
you know, outerwear can be tough. You put a logo in just one wrong place and somebody's not going to buy it. So these guys were like, I mean, Jeff, Jeff is so meticulous. He was even down to the eyelets on like the, the belt loops. He was like, I want that to be brown or white. And I was like, holy crap. Like it was a cool, it was a cool moment. Yeah. And then aside from, um, I think my, my favorite trick I saw, I kind of, I'm kind of switching gears here, but like when Joey did the bag five to the S-Rail like five times in a row, I thought that was really cool. Yep. So powerhouse. What else you got, Scott? Well, uh, you know, I, I basically named three of the guys in the movie, but it, Pat had the, the curtains and I just want to talk about some things that I saw that were just incredible. And, uh, and one being the back 270, um, where, you know, he set the, uh, the little, um, branch to show his line off the takeoff because he couldn't see what was below him and um i just like i've seen a lot of back 270s and gaps and i've seen jp do some absolutely legendary ones jeremy jones like um the list goes on but the one pat did at bear at nine o'clock in the morning with the firm landing was like seriously one of the sickest ones i've ever seen in a video and like i don't like i don't care if streets hill whatever it's like that was so gnarly, Pat. That was like, that'll live in my brain like forever as like one of the sickest things I've seen in person on a snowboard. Thank you. And you were so focused, dude. Dude, it was so crazy, dude. You were just, I was like hiding behind the lift pole and I had like a hundred percent like, um, like I just knew you had it, dude. You're, you, there was nothing like pulling you off that you were, you were going to get that like within five tries or yeah, it was incredible, dude. Thank D- you. Did you do any warm up, warm up tricks? I think like lip one slide? front lip, Yeah, but I don't think I landed it. Yeah. Like slipped. Yeah. Out. Fuck it. Just try the back. Yeah. But and then again, like why not go straight to that? If you know that you're that, like, going to do craziest that. That's the in the video. Because it's such, sure. and it was such a heavy rail, even for the front lip, you know? Yeah. Well, Cause we were all talking like, let's session this thing and then get up there and look at it. And it's just like, it's no, nope, no way. Like, uh-uh. Shout out to Bear. And, yeah, know, the landing was pretty. Yeah, shout out for sure. It was kind of crazy because I was like, it'd be maybe sick to put a, a down rail there. And Cook's like, all right, boys, let's get the fucking down rail. And I, was like, <laughs> I was like, God damn it, I have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. But yeah, shout out Bear and Cook and so everyone getting that. What? Going. This is an interesting topic, Stevens. While well, we got the uh, you on the line here. Okay, back in the day, we grew up tech diff, older videos. It was like you had park, you had half pipe, you had backcountry, you had street rails, you had you had a all encompassing video parts, and it's gone away to like the unspoken snowboard bible of tricks is like street or backcountry. There is nothing else that's yeah. acceptable. Um, I found yeah. park shots in the video to be quite refreshing, and if you go to a premiere, the the crowd goes crazy over the park shots. I would love to hear your take on park shots in the video. Yeah, I mean when uh, when Diz was back sevening up the step up, you know, like and then smacks the lip and comes down, it's like, dude, yeah, that's just like such a, it's just such a powerful clip, you know. Yeah, you can never, like, I just remember, yeah, all those movies we grew up on, Arrow and Scotty Arnold and Ika Backstrom and stuff, having shots like in the park, and obviously like the forum guys and. M3 and uh, yeah those shots are amazing Chad Otterstrom's back nining over like you know half pipes and, and uh, gaps in the half pipe and stuff and it's like dude those shots speak so well and they really like I think Thrift Boards posted a clip of the bondage where Danny Cass and um, Scotty Lego were sessioning some jump at uh, maybe Aspen and um, he, he, he made a similar remark where he was like 
he's like, I like it all, dude. He's like, slam it in there. And Burton's the same way. Like, it really is. It makes for a really great watch, you know, and almost like a pretty timeless watch because it's like, give everybody your best side, you know, which is every aspect of snowboarding. Great so take. I'm, I'm a huge fan. Yeah. Great take. Um, one other thing before we let you go, we should talk about you did the tail block and then yoinked method. Uh, I don't know if this will be out by the time this podcast comes out, but that was beautiful, Scott. Oh, thanks, dude. Yeah. yeah. Um, thanks, dude. Yeah, I, uh, I, I was trying to arrow that out for the first day, and um, I really liked being on that board. It kind of um, made me rem- it reminded me of being on a board uh, that I would have ridden in maybe like 1999, you know, like a certain balance or something. But uh, um, yeah, that was a cool moment, just because like. It, it just the aeronaut made the tail block stand up real straight and uh the board didn't like kind of it didn't give too much like my some of my other boards do so that was cool thanks dudes so the stiff board's good for tail blocks pro tip is what you're saying i mean it's it's just from a stiff a stiff camber board does look better for tail blocks in my opinion um i wouldn't say it's like i mean you can do a tail block on anything but when the board gives too much it's just like I mean, Jake Kuzik talked about it on his, his bomb hole where he likes seeing, you know, the camber profile when you grab and stuff. And I do agree with them a lot. Um, I do think um, when you'd watch Mike Ranquit and, and Chris Roach butter and they were on some just real stiff hogs, it did look cooler for sure because you know the person's giving it their all, you know. So... Damn, we got some good snowboard nuggets of information. Well, Steven, thanks for calling. We're going to get back to talking to the uh, Bone Crusher boys here. We love you, Scotty. We love you. You guys are the best. Can't wait to ride with you. Feel better. Hey, awesome, boys. All right, good chat, Steve-O. Talk to you soon. All right, later, guys. Later. Uh, I thought that was an interesting. That was a great chat. A. Eh? Yep. I also thought uh, I would like to hear your guys' takes on park stuff and snowboard videos. I mean, I feel like we all grew up watching those videos that had Snow Summit, Clips in it. So it was like almost going back to that when we were riding a bear. And like that was kind of our whole idea behind that, talking with Jeff and Bear. Like, fuck it, let's throw park clips just like they used to do back in the day, you know? Nothing wrong with that. I think it's. Yeah, I think it's cool. You can relate, or viewer can relate to that because you see that that's filmed at that park. I can go there. Okay, maybe there is not that feature, but still, you can see those places, and I think it's cool. I think, yeah, maybe the Instagram. You see a lot of snowboarding from parks on Instagram, so maybe that's the reason why people hasn't been using park stuff that much. But I think it's fresh. Yeah, and like, cool. and like you said, Chris, everyone at the uh, premieres, we're going wild on the park stuff. And it's like almost because it's more relatable than mm. dropping in a 10-foot <laughs> ramp. Go straight. Go 10 feet into a fucking kink rail in the streets. So. Yeah, totally. Yeah, no, I think that's a great point. Absolutely, because people can relate to it. And, and that's the thing is like they can try it and go do it. And here's the thing is like if, if it makes like a trick, I think that a trick is designed to make somebody feel something like it doesn't matter where it is if you watch something and you're like oh like scott he did a tail block on a mm. snowbank mm. it would nobody would ever look at it as a spot but he 
pops his tail in, he yoinks method. It's it's nothing. The the spot is nothing. But the trick made me feel something. And so if the the you know I feel like a lot of the trend of snowboarding has gone into driving around looking for the world's best spots. And and sometimes it's more about the spot than the trick. And I like I think Scott and I grew up in the school of like let's think of a trick. Let's try to innovate a trick and then the spot will find itself. But yeah, whether it's a park or whether it's a backcountry, a backcountry, it doesn't matter, you know? <laughs> well, that's why like when you see like Joey's crab walk or whatever, he's just going down the mountain and you're like, that's just a run. And I feel like anyone that rides a snowboard is just like, oh my God, you can do this with a run. And like, that's what makes Zeb shit so special is you watch him go down and run and you're just like, the things he does don't even make sense. And you would never get that if he was dropping and going and hitting a spot. Like it's the, just literally what's in front of you, like spontaneity of it, or however you say that word. Spontaneity. So whatever. Spontaneity, whatever. Yeah. But like, it's just like, you can't make it up. Like you can't just sit there and think like, Oh, I'm going to do this. You just are going down and then just hit some crazy shit. Absolutely. I think the park features are epic. Like Pat said, we all grew up watching MacDog videos, Tech Nine videos, their session in Bear, Snow Summit. Like those were almost my favorite clips in the video. You see a big park jump. Like remember Arrow doing like a back double rodeo on mm. the step up, and I'm yeah. like, yo, maybe I can learn that one day when I figure it out, you know. And it's like, I think the people that just ride a snowboard casually on the weekends, you every mar- every mountain has a park, and it's sick to see that in like a. A, high, a big mm-hmm. video. Absolutely. I think it's great. And just, you guys mentioned Zeb, you know, blowing minds. And it, that's a really, that's a fun topic too, because I was filming Zeb with my phone and I would ask him what he's going to do on the run. And he, he wouldn't be able to tell me. And I think <laughs> snowboarding in its purest form is if, if you're making up the trick and you're that in the moment that you decide what you're going to do on the thing as you get to it and you're not even thinking about it, how is that's like you're so present you're so in the moment that's that's like kind of snowboarding in its purest form you know you ever seen that bob burnquist run this is skating but like the bob burnquist run from the 2001 x games where he drops in like botches a kickflip indie and throws it back under himself you know the run i'm talking about i'm right? actually i'm not familiar but Dude, continue. it's literally the best vert ramp run of all time but he like does like a couple of sketchy airs botches a kickflip indie and then proceeds to go just like innovate this entire line throughout the entire minute long run and ends it with like a blunt kickflip and it's just like everyone in the stadium loses their minds and it's like that's the spontaneity of it it's like he like fully fucked up his run and went and did the greatest run of all time yeah, it's that's all about the spontaneity. Yeah, spontaneity. We got <laughs> to work on our vocab. <laughs> but then it's like the other extreme of it is like, like I have to be very meticulous when I'm setting something up and being like, I need this here, this here, this speed here, whatever. Because I go to a resort, and I'm like, I grew up riding park. I can't ride park worth shit anymore. Like, not true. Not true. Yeah. Like compared, dude. You know what I mean, though. Like, <laughs> you used to do back tens and shit back. You're then. an animal the, anymore. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But like. I don't know. I struggle like a mammoth. Like I can't ride that park. Uh, I beg to differ. Uh, you're entitled to your opinion, but your opinion is wrong, Phil. But <laughs> you know, I thought I saw you ripping. Yeah, yeah. That's the cool thing about park instead of streets too. You can get into that flow. You're just like, oh, I I just landed this. Holy shit, my special meter's up. I'm I got some. I'm gonna chuck something on this. You know, you get that special meter up. I think it's sick to just 
turn down the park too. Like you can hit a rail and actually make a toe side and heel side carve. Like that's mm-hmm. sick. And also in in skate videos, like you look at the transition guys, they they're skating skate parks. They're, it's not all pools, you know. Like yep. I think skateboarding puts park stuff in there. I'm their down videos. with the skate park footy. Yeah. Remember Dustin Dolan back in the day? We'd have the most raw skate park clips, like kickflip yeah. nose stalling, some rail on the, the dude, side. Dude, the leg down. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, okay. the park stuff's sick, though, because it's like, I feel like everyone, when they would watch the video and they would see, like, the step up, step down feature, they'd be like, those are my favorite clips because you guys are actually snowboarding. You're like, how there were some lines in it. Like, his first line is just like, wow, they're snowboarding. It's not just like, hit this and that and whatever. It's like this stuff in between that makes such a difference, you know, not mm-hmm. just the trick. Uh, all right. Well, we actually got to let Tony Kirkla go. He's got to fly back to Finland catch right my now. Fly. Yeah. So we're going to have to leave mid, uh, mid podcast here, Tony. Maybe he could find the What's bag the time? Is it one? It's 12.58. Okay. Maybe. Two more minutes? <laughs> or just we, should we bring the chair in for him with the dude on it? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, you're, you're well, irreplaceable. I hope your uh, your board bag is at home. Let's see. Yeah. How long's the flight back to Helsinki? Sixteen hours. Oh, wow. in total. Mellow. Big travel day coming. Big up. travel day. This board bag's making it clean slate. Let's see. Maybe I get two board bags waiting there, or maybe zero. All right. Let's uh, <laughs> let's cut so we can say later to Tony, and we'll get yeah. back to the show here. Thank you. All right, we just had to say goodbye to TK1. Uh, looks like Phil the dog is taking his space. We'll see how long Phil sits in the chair. For the listeners, uh, Phil is in the booth, sitting in a chair. This is the first. Never got him in the chair, I don't think. I'm glad he didn't take my seat this time. Yeah, yeah Phil, you can keep your seat unless Phil comes over there and kind of, and then he'll have priority. If he he might, yeah, he might have to alpha male me again. Yeah. That's a big dog, you for sure. Absolutely. Sorry, he's cuter for sure. Uh, I had a couple other notes for Tony. Um, he did take a shit at the casino on the way home, the Golden Nugget. Um, we didn't get to that. Also, we made $50 at the casino. Big ups. Spent 100 though. Spent 100 left with 50 so we made 50 bucks. <laughs> you know how much our car, our car made zero. <laughs> but we made good time. We made zero bucks, though. You made zero dollars? Okay, let's hear Phil talk. Oh, oh, actually, I got a question from Seth Hewitt. This is really good. Let me pull this one up. Um, Seth Hewitt said, what was it like to strap on the boots of Nam and go up World War Z? Maybe, <laughs> maybe you guys could provide some context for that. Dude, yeah. Uh, Seth was the only... So this is the walk up to the spot, and Seth was the only guy with uh, verts on, snowshoes, and he was just zooming in front of us, and we're following JP... And every single one of us is just post holing up the steeps, setting the like, track, setting the track. Like, I mean, it didn't. It wasn't that bad. I've been in worse, but it was first of the year. You know, I would have preferred some snowshoes. How was your guys' spot session? All Legendary, time. fucking epic. Who was up there? <laughs> it was uh, the four of us and JP and Seth Hewitt. And, dude, the best quote of the day to JP, he comes up, he's and we're like kind of session in the down bar and we were like warming up, doing some stuff. And he's just like, you know, I'm gonna show you guys a little something you forgot to do. It's called warming up. <laughs> <laughs> he goes in and he busts a just a backboardy and he's just like, oh. <laughs> maybe not quite like that, but the quote at the top of the rail was really funny because we're doing like just tricks, you know, like you guys are unloading. Yeah. Unloading. Not actually warming up, but 
it's like hard to warm up at the start of the season doing stuff like that. I feel like you got to just start getting tricks and like spinning a little. And then like you get to the basics when you get a little more confident on your board and more, more relaxed, you know? The sickest rails though. It's nice and skinny. Slide like butter. And they've been around for 20 plus years as we're on the streets. Legendary steel might have to call up the uh, steel supplier and just thank them for just such a great piece yeah. of piece of steel you know mm-hmm. um all right let's talk uh in- instagram questions we got one from jake radmer let's hear phil talk about slanging tats yeah i yeah thanks jake um yeah i just i've always been drawn and i just kind of started getting into it i mean not like professionally or nothing i just do it fucking around because it's fun and keeps me happy and being stoked on drawing I did Pat one on Pat's little arm right there. That was like one of my first ones. It's a turtle on roller skates. Yeah, and this is one of his Fresh. first ones. And I'd like to uh, give a little insight on this one. We were in the Soltech office, which is maybe the first hat to go down in there. And um, it was yeah. Phil is fucking sweating and shaking as he's giving it to me. And, uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty epic. Yeah. I mean, I'm not like, I'm not good at it by any means, but it just keeps me stoked on drawing dumb shit. Cause it's like same, it's like any project you take on, you know, it's cool to like, just like think a little less serious. Like I do like graphics and all that stuff too. And it's like good to not to have something to put your other energy into. That's way, way less serious. Like, yeah. like what, where else would you draw a turtle on roller skates or some like weird, funny stuff like that? I like you're never going to, yeah. And like my your favorite, your sister said it's her favorite one, even yeah. though, you know, compared to all the other ones, I'm this like, is my favorite. it's just fun. And it's like the first thing I've done in a long time that keeps me like that. I've been learning and I can see definite progress that I'm like, sure. I'm learning something. I haven't learned something new since like starting to snowboard. And I'm like, that's like 20 years, you know, I'm like, like damn this is awesome you know like, you gave cook one too and holly yeah in the house you gave viz a funny little one on his cute little yeah. mushroom steven's got one on the trip yeah he got one on the, on the yeah exactly like did he even never draw a dog with a star wars outfit on it was just like why would you ever do that i don't know why why not yeah it's just yeah. fun like you just make dumb shit and it people get stoked on it it's like you just have fun like that's the whole point of doing anything you don't want to take it too serious you just have fun with it Killing it. All right. So, uh, Viz, maybe you could field this question, uh, or maybe it's more of like an elaborate on a topic, not a question. But Mondo Point says, narrow stances slash stances with no angles on the bindings in the jib scene as a topic. Uh, I know you run pretty light on angles. Uh, I'd love to hear you kind of elaborate why. I mean, I used to run a zero zero stance, 19 and a half. Absolutely wrecked my knees. Had to rehab that for a whole summer. Couldn't skate at all. So, I mean, if you're trying to do that, I think it's a great idea. I do think it's all personal preference, though, because I've been running zero, negative three in the back. And I was like, fuck, I'm going to try to angle mine out more. And it felt weird on my knee. So I, think I think it's, it's really all personal preference. Yeah, it's all about how you feel comfortable. I guess the way I look at it, however you jump and then how you're going to land on just flat ground. Like, if you land straight, maybe run the straight stance. If you land a little ducks, kick them out a little bit. Uh, yeah. You know, it's an interesting, like, observation, too. You look at people that turn and ride the mountain and, like, bank slaloms or big mountain. Like, people that are generally turning, like, take maybe, like, a big mountain Jeremy Jones or something. Like, they're going to run heavy posy-posy. And if you're just ripping turns down the mountain and your shoulders are open – 
it's kind of like I hate to use the like comparison, but like look at ski racers, you know, and they're like, like their their shoulders are way more open when you're just carving, and I think rails you tend to not have open shoulders all the time and like freestyle snowboarding your shoulders are closed more often you're riding switch more often so and i actually think a lot of the you know my favorite styles of people the way they look on a snowboard the the less angle take for example chris bradshaw dude he, he ain't running much angle you know jed back in the day you know a lot of people ran really mellow angles and it's just personal preference like we said but i think for different types of snowboarding it makes sense to change your angles phil yeah for it just it comes down to what your legs feel like you know because if i put on zero zero i'm like i'm not even making down the mountain you know i've ridden zeb's board and he runs zero zero on that big board i'm like in that thing trying to like even start going i'm just like ow 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 because i run <laughs> i run zero 15 for everything like street powder park anything but yeah, yeah it just comes down to like what feels right for you i think that, you, that is not right for me you look at how phil walks he's got that duck-footed stance dude yeah, yeah. My, yeah, yeah that's true zero, i think i'm zero. not the best person to take advice from on how to take care of your body maybe <laughs> or like what works well for your knees on a snowboard yeah fun uh somebody wants to know from jer gusta wants to know favorite street city filming last year Definitely Helsinki. Spokane. Damn. Uh, Minnesota. <laughs> Damn. Everybody's different. I'll actually go Minnesota, too, because that was the first time I'd been to Minnesota on a trip. And I went a couple of years ago. And first drop, first spot of that trip, I got hurt and was out for like a month. Couldn't do anything. Couldn't even like shovel a spot. Couldn't do anything while I was there. So I was stoked to go back and then like rebuttal. Sp- spent a month in that Airbnb and learned all like the ins and outs of our zone and how to drive places there and like good food spots and everything. Like it was like we set like a home base there yep. for a long period of time and that was awesome. Phil was not using maps. Yeah, I don't really need to do that. Even coming here today, he's nice with the directions. Yeah, that's great for people like me in the back seat. Yeah, you don't even know how to use Google Maps. I look up out the window, we're at the spot. All right, so I think we're pretty close to doing it here. Uh, one more question here from Abby, not Gabby. What are some new tricks slash goals, or what do you got going on this upcoming winter? I'm trying to go back to Finland. I had an epic time out there last year. So my goals are to go link with some people out there and do some filming, as well as it'd be nice to build a couple jumps, ride some powder. And you're gonna keep. You got any contests? You're gonna do the heavy metal and all that? Yeah, Saxon just hit me up for heavy metal, so we'll be going to that. That should be fun. Pat was claiming he's gonna do his first back ten this season, and I'm gonna coach him through it. Yes. Flat? Or are you gonna you gonna duck it? I'm trying to duck it, dude. Back five, cab five, right? That's what I'm back, thinking. Nope, not back five, cab five. Back seven, back seat, and just keep it going. Like how you land a back seven when you're learning them, you're always going to land back seat, split the cheeks. You just do that and keep going. So Sweet. you go back seven, cheek splitter, keep it going. <laughs> Some good advice. What about you, Viz? New pro on the scene? Um... I think I'm gonna try and get into the side country, go build some booters for sure. I feel like I love hitting handrails, but I grew up like snowboarding the whole mountain and I'm just trying to push myself in that realm too. Definitely go on a couple street trips and go jump off some roofs and I'm trying to go back to Finland too. I like just wanna move there. It's insane. It's so sick. 
jibs are amazing like people have been going there for 20 years now and going to all the spots seeing them in old videos was surreal so hopefully go back there and i just want to film another part and have a little bit of everything in there a little more flavor for sure phil though yeah I, I mean i just want to hit some more jumps too i've been hitting street the last couple of years and i'm not the greatest street rider in terms of like technical things or whatever you know like rails and all that shit but like i just want to go do what i feel like i know how to do which is ride powder and jump and do that and like learn a lot more stuff in that sense and like explore some new places snowmobiling and get out with some new people and teach some other people how to snowmobile and like get out and i don't know like i moved back to washington from salt lake a couple seasons ago and i just haven't really actually gotten to explore there yet and i'm like the reason i moved back there was to want to go do some different shit from everyone else i'm like now i'm on i just want to go do that like that sounds so fun to me mm-hmm. atv exploring, yeah any clips for the uh road gap you got in mind do you cook anything up um not for me you, you don't know. want to claim anything um back tend it two years ago right did that been there done that i guess <laughs> cab 12 no, nope, not big enough. Even the back, the back ten wasn't uh, the back ten. It was not big enough for. But Sean Lucy told me he would buy me chili cheese fries if I did it. So I kind of, <laughs> I kind of had to spite him on that one. What's bigger, the cat track gap or the road gap when you're hitting them? Which one feels bigger? Uh, honestly, the cat gap feels bigger, and that's why I wanted to do it off of that one because it felt or like when you look at it and see footage of people, you're higher off the ground. You can put more pop on it. And like, by, like everyone always complains about the speed on that one, but by the time we were done hitting it, we were like to the bottom, just like exploding there. So I mean, I just like, like that your one. Butt after the chili cheese fries, maybe. yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude, if you want, if you want to talk about a stinky butt, Sean Lucy's got a stinky butt. Wow. Damn. <laughs> you hear that, Lucy? Sorry, Shots fired. Sorry to throw you under the bus there, buddy. <laughs> All right. I think that's been a great show, Silk. What do you think, Silk D? I think it's been a good one. Yeah? Cool. We'll chop it up. Throw some clips in there. Oh, yeah. Lots Should of be clips. Fun. Um, yeah, everybody uh, that's listening, I want to say thank you guys so much. Be sure to check out Bone Crusher. Uh, these guys all got pro model boots now. I guess when's yours hit stores, Viz? Uh, I think it's a quick strike for next year. Okay. And then are your guys' boots in the stores? Phil and I have boots out right now, yeah. Boots on the ground. He actually has boots with the fur, I believe, as yeah. well. Boots now. Nah. Apple bottom jeans scenario. Uh, okay. Well, uh, appreciate everybody that listens, supports the show, all of our sponsors, everyone that tunes in, all of our Patreon members. We couldn't do this without you. So, All right. Let's pop it off with we'll, uh, we'll one more smelling we'll salt. One more, one more, yes. one more. And then we'll take you out. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you want some of this one, Chris? Yeah, let me oh. Oh, that would win my heart. Should we give it to Phil the dog? Don't give it to Phil. Don't okay. give it to Phil. Don't Thanks, everybody. On the floor. Thanks everybody for tuning <laughs> in to Bumble. We got another episode coming at you this Wednesday. Appreciate you. Over and out. Sleeping on the floor. Oh, that one went in my eye. Yeah. Good show, Silk. Yeah.